that one scary? I'm not scared. You're not scared? Mommy's here. Mommy's here, that's right. And Daddy's here. Daddy's here too. Are you gonna read that book? Yeah. What is that, Henley? I'll read this better. You wanna read this book? All done with the book. You're all done with the book? All done. You have all these books. Which one are you gonna read? I need dinosaur again. You wanna read the dinosaur one again? Okay. Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents, where my amazing husband and myself, we just had our baby moon in Curacao, and oh my God, it was amazing. So we're going to talk to you guys about everything, including allergic reactions, Doug wearing one pair of underwear the whole time, and later on today, we're going to talk about the royal-ish that's going on, because I actually don't know an awful lot about it, but my friend Karen She's obsessed and she like insisted that we talk about it. So we have her on to talk about it because it's actually very interesting. But first, I want to give a five star review to yes. our one of our best friends. So we're always very honest with you. And because I have to leave for LA in literally one hour, we are recording this remote. Uh, so Doug isn't able to be with me right now, but You're in spirit. he's here on the phone and we're recording this um, because we really wanted to share with you everything about this baby moon. We already have our friend Karen we had pre-recorded, so we're, we're here for it. So Doug, yeah. who is the five-star reviewer of the week? So we have a awesome five-star review who's Thug Life 22. What? Uh, which I can totally relate to because I am fully thug life. Um, I call it thug life, but same thing. This one says, awesome couple. I love you guys so much. Just recently started listening to podcasts and searched for you guys. So glad I did. I love all your topics and feel like I really know you guys. Thanks for being honest and open. And I'm sure all the topics you have shared have helped so many. Can't wait until you have a house full of children. Never change, you guys. That is awesome. Thank you, Thug Life. We also wanted to give a shout out to Himalaya because we partner with them and they are they just make it super duper easy. Just download their app for free and you can organize all your podcasts there and we're on there and we actually respond to each individual comment within that app. But yeah, let's get to the baby moon now, Doug. Oh my yes. goodness. Awesome, awesome, awesome trip. And you know, one that, that had some trials and tribulations, but when you're next to a beach and you have 80, 90 degree weather, there's it's so hard hard to get upset. I got to give it to you, Doug. You are far better than I am because no joke. So for those of you guys listening, so we went to Santa Barbara Beach and Golf Resort in Curacao and we left on January 11th and we were so excited. You know, we're going to our baby moon. All three things good. We get to the airport, which not, not going to lie, we were running a wee bit late. So I kind of blamed it on ourselves, but, um, <laughs> but Doug was like, well, we can't blame ourselves because they took our bags. They said everything was fine. Like they didn't say we were running late. We thought we were running late. So long story short, when we finally went to Curacao, it's uh, five hours later and Doug's bag is not there. And we're just watching the one suitcase. that's like that someone must have forgotten or something, which is crazy. How do you forget your suitcase? But I guess, you know, long travels. The, we're just watching it roll around like the carousel, you know, where you pick up your bags. And we're just watching that one over and over and over again. And we're like, uh. It, it was so sad because 
we were sitting there and it's just like in the movies how you're just waiting and waiting and you have a group of people that are around you grabbing bags, getting ready to go to the beach, just getting done with a plane ride and you're just standing there and waiting and then there's five people left, four people left and then I'm the only one that is left other than two other people that gave up way earlier than I did. I actually stayed there and watch the carousel go until it stopped completely. Yeah, I was like, Doug, let's like figure out how we can talk to someone because clearly your bag didn't make it. So, And the bad thing about that was is that we had this maternity photo shoot booked because it's obviously freezing AF here in the Northeast. So I was like, let's get pictures on the beach with my bump out because I'm like, I love, love, love having a bump. I feel so fortunate that I'm pregnant again and that this baby's moving around and whatnot. But anyways, so we're in Curacao and the airport is so small and there is not one United representative there. I'm not even kidding you. So we flew United. I always fly United. And yeah, not one representative there. And as a matter of fact, there wasn't any, like there wasn't an American airline representative. There was no representatives. There was just like a airport representative who was like, oh, we'll try to get a hold of someone for you. We're like, you'll try? Like, I mean, we're trying so hard to be nice. And then this other girl, her husband, you know, they're missing one of their bags and she is not being nice. She's like, oh, I'm going to tweet about this. We'll see how fast you get my bags then. Oh, I'm going to let everybody know. And I was like literally hanging my head in shame for her because I was like, that's just rude. Like, I mean, you know, things happen. It's life. This sucks big time because I put all my dresses for the baby moon shoe in his bag. I had everything. I had everything that I packed clothes, shower bag, everything was in that bag. And because your bag was a little bit overweight, we took out your dresses specifically and put them in my bag. And mind you, we get there on a Thursday. Uh, We left early. And by the time we get there, it's now afternoon. We're the third people to go to the United representative. Finally get this United representative like literally an hour later. So this woman who's on the tweeting rampage is really angry at this point. It was nuts. It turns out that both of them were actually staying at our hotel. And we saw them a couple days later, which I'll get to. But so he's wondering where his bag is. He tells him, oh, yeah, we see it. It was last scanned in Newark. The second people that uh, lost their bag, they were missing a baby. uh, They were missing a uh, baby seat for the car. So they were upset. And then we're going. So now by the time that guy gets yelled at, we're the third and last people to go. And he says, oh, yeah, here's your bag. I see it scanned in Newark. And it was actually scanned after our our flight left. So now I'm faced with, okay, I I have zero. I have nothing. I'm wearing uh, jeans and a T-shirt, and I have nothing else. So we get to the hotel. We check in. We go to the mall. We spend about 300 bucks on clothes, uh, with which we got flip-flops, a bathing suit, two outfits, knowing that I was going to have to wear clothes for the shoot. But, you know, again, you're next to a beach and you're minutes away from the, you know, walking to the beach. So how much clothes do you actually need? But then again, it's like all of my stuff. So now we're waiting a day two days and haven't heard a word. They give us a reference number. There is nothing that indicates that my bag has ever been found. But, they say they're going to reach out every single day to give you an update. And there's just nothing. I try to log in, nothing. But not for nothing, that mall in Curacao, first of all, I've never, I only heard about Curacao about a year ago when we went there for our vow renewal. And I loved that it wasn't overly populated. It's not very touristy. It's kind of a little secret gem in the Caribbean, but 
their mall is like top notch. I mean, I walked in and I was like, dang, this is better than our mall back at home. It was a fancy, fancy mall. And they had like American Eagle and, you know, just like the clothes that you anticipate in any mall. It was pretty interesting. It was completely updated. I mean, you're you're going through almost like desert land and you're going through um, like mud houses in some parts. I mean, it's not a third world country, but, you know, it, it is. The it's a developing is, country. Yes. The mall is exactly like what you would see at your local mall here, which is just it totally stands out compared to the surrounding area which was kind of funny so we're going there we get all of what i need and then by the time we get back it's dark out which you know again we don't really care but um we had to spend a day and 300 dollars because i don't have any clothes but a couple days later we see that the other couple that was first there with us with the lost bag uh i go sir sir come here uh did you end up getting your bag he goes Oh yeah, I got it. This uh, I got it the next day. I was just missing golf clubs, and I'm like, really? They haven't been in touch with me. They haven't been in contact. And he goes, Oh yeah, they responded to us right away. I go, What number did you call? He goes, No, my wife tweeted about them, and they got back within seconds. And I just like, like the pit of my stomach just dropped because I was like, Why the f did we not do this from the beginning just to tweet out? And within minutes, I send a tweet. I send my claim reference number, the flight number, and within seconds, United Airlines tweets me back saying, direct message us, uh, take your claim reference number off of Twitter because it's personal information, and we'll continue to follow up from there. So for the next day or so, um, I'm getting more and more frustrated, but I'm in contact with them. Now we're getting to day two, day three, day four. Now it's Wednesday. And I send my most frustrating direct message through Twitter because this is ridiculous. I, I know what's going to happen. I know the bag's going to show up right when we leave. So then I got to wait for it. So now I'm saying, okay, we've spent X amount of money on clothes and I haven't had anything and we wasted a day of vacation. It's now the last day we're going to be here. I just need to know what state, what country it's in. And if it's not in this country, then just keep it because I will be back by the next day. So on Wednesday... It's going through the whole day. They don't get back to me. Jamie and I are getting ready to go to dinner. I left uh, my charger in the room. So Jamie walks out. I walk back into the room to get my charger. The phone rings. The front desk says, uh, we just got a voicemail or we just got a phone call from American Airlines. They're delivering your bag within 30 minutes. So it is Wednesday night. Our whole trip is over. We get our bag within two hours before we are going to go to bed to wake up the next day. So I didn't have to pack. My bag was already packed. I was able to sleep one night in fresh underwear, which was awesome. I was, <laughs> able, to wear, I was able to wear comfortable clothes on the way home. And I knew my bag was underweight because it made it out there. But, you know, I, I, I don't know if I should give credit to United airlines because they did communicate with me through social media but it wasn't until i initiated the conversation yes they got me my bag but there was no communication throughout the week there was nothing i didn't get a phone call i had to continue to reach out and it was frustrating but it was still a great vacation because i was with you and it was sunny and we were around good people and we had nothing to do 
at all, which was awesome. Okay, rant over, Douglas. Jeez Louise, tell us how you really feel. I am done. I was just about to like give you all the credit in the world for not complaining so much on our trip and handling it like a champ. And I was like, oh, Doug handled it way better than I did. But after that rant, I don't know, did you really handle it? <laughs> did you handle it really well or not? I don't know. Well, the more I was thinking about it, yes, I got my bag. It was the last day, but everything that they said they would do, they didn't do. I didn't get a phone call every day. I didn't get any updates. Yes, I got my bag and I'm thankful that I got my bag. But they also then sent me a direct message saying, we're very happy that you got your bag. Glad this worked out. Um, You know, sorry for the inconvenience. Can you please send or rate a review on our customer service? And the more I thought about it, I, I I can't give them a good review. I can't. It, you know, it's like I love United Airlines and we'll pretty much always fly United Airlines because we have frequent flyer miles and you do you take United. And this is the only time that this has ever happened in all of my travels. But the way that this was handled was very poor. OK, but on a positive note, because I just want to keep it positive. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of keep it real. You're right. It wasn't handled the best way by them because they never did reach out to you. you had to follow up every single time but on a positive note there's social media and when I was hanging my head in shame for that woman who was ranting and raving about tweeting out you know about her experience turns out that girl got her bag one day later and we never said anything and didn't get her bag until the very end of our trip like literally not even we didn't even have his bag for 24 hours before we had to leave it was like 10 hours before we had to leave we got his bag so I think the moral of the story is that okay you don't have to like be a jerk when you tweet out about it but maybe just tweet out and say hey I'm on my baby moon I have all of my toiletries in there I have all of my clothes in there we had our podcast gear in there because we were going to try to podcast while we were in Curacao so that this this podcast didn't come out late and it was like in the moment and all that fun stuff but um we weren't able to podcast while we were there so now I have to leave for the airport literally at this point 52 minutes I have until I have to leave for the airport but um at the end of the day yeah the squeaky wheel does get the grease the woman who was tweeting maybe she could have been nicer in her tweets and she probably still would have gotten the same results but uh moral of the story for those of you guys listening and you're traveling and your bags ever lost is definitely tweet and instagram and facebook and get in contact with somebody and you don't have to be in a don't do it in a mean way there's no reason to be mean but just let them know so that way then you have a contact but anyways we had a great trip speaking of him not having his bag so we go to the baby shoe and all of the flowy beautiful beachy dresses I had brought were all in Doug's bag so I'm literally wearing this like kind of like a winter dress and it's a it's a mommy and me matching dress and I didn't have Gracie with us obviously but I was like well that's flowy my goal was like this nice flowy dress that shows my bump and said I'm wearing like a long sleeve floral dress and a tight striped dress but I did have matching bathing suits so uh there's that and the most amazing thing that happened on our baby shoot day was I was getting ready in the bathroom and we were doing like a sunrise shoot I'm not a morning person and neither is Doug so it was early for us and Doug says Jamie come here you gotta look at this and I was like Doug we have no time I have to get ready he's like all right so you don't want to see the double rainbow and I was like what a double rainbow and no joke Doug had opened our double doors out to our balcony and there was a double rainbow over the beach the morning of our baby shoot I was just dumbfounded because obviously we've had two losses previously so this baby inside me is a double rainbow and right outside of our 
hotel room. Like you look out and it's not just one perfect rainbow, but it is two, right? Just, just the most magical way to start a photo shoot ever. I mean, what are the chances of that happening? It was incredible. So of course, you know us, we we filmed it and then we're going to put it on our YouTube page, Hot Marriage Cool Parents, because it was so incredible. And oh, I just, I really felt like we bonded with this baby on this baby moon. Like not only do we bond together, which we really needed because we've spent like zero quality time together. We've barely had you know, any make and love and any of that jazz. So we really cuddled and we did make love. Just spend spend time with each other and got a chance to be with us and not with our phones. Even when we weren't saying anything, we were just next to each other, just so content and happy. And it was great. And I tried making Doug feel for the baby to kick because this baby boy is moving and shaking and kicking so much now. And it's so amazing. And every time I'm like, Doug, look, Doug, touch it. I just make him hold his hand there for five minutes and the baby doesn't move. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Sorry. It's just like when we ask Kenley to take a picture or say something on video, that's when she shuts down. It's exactly, that's exactly it. I would have to say, Doug, in all honesty, this was the best trip that we've ever taken together, in my opinion, because obviously it's not because you lost your bag and didn't have any clothes or anything, but just because we didn't do anything. We had no big agenda. The biggest decision we had to make for most days was, do we want to sit at the beach or do we want to sit at the pool? Yeah. And it was just, it was time just to spend with us. No joke. One of the days that we had literally nothing. So we had two days. I make it sound like this was this long, extravagant vacation. We were only there for five days. So it wasn't that long. And the first day we were there was completely shot because we were at the mall shopping for clothes for him. And we were at the airport forever trying to finagle this whole bag situation. So we really only had four days. And and in that note, we really only had three days because the, the fourth day we were actually just traveling home. So we had three days, but two of the days we had nothing planned. Like we had... We had the baby shoot in the morning, which was only two hours, and then we had nothing planned all day. So the baby shoot day went super well. We literally just, it was just amazing. We just walked the beach and cuddled and canoodled. And then the next day, uh, we it was great. We had a couple's massage and all that jazz. And it was amazing. And then I was so silly. And I took, you know, that spray can of um, sunscreen. I always just spray myself down and I spray Gracie down. And I literally took it right to my face and sprayed my whole entire face because I was getting burnt. And I opened my eyes. and I was like, oh, that was stupid. Because I could like tell it was like right in my eyes. And I was like, what? That was really silly of me. And I just like wipe it away. And I'm like, whatever, I don't want to leave this sun. Like I just sat myself back down. I should have went immediately to the bathroom and washed my face, but I didn't. I just sat down and then slowly my eyes start to burn. I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Two hours later, you're completely blind and I have to guide you like a seeing eye dog. No joke. That's exactly what happened. I really couldn't open my eyes. At this point, I went upstairs. I took my contacts out. I washed my face completely. My face was so dry and so burnt. So I tried putting like organic natural uh, body butter on my on my face because it was really thick bad idea because then every time my wise my eyes watered that was getting in my eyes it was just it, it was an absolute nightmare I could barely keep my eyes open I posted on Instagram so that you guys could see my eyes I'm like nonstop crying I'm snotting everywhere out of all of my crevices there was like some sort of mucus coming out and I had a pounding headache it was miserable and it was a hundred percent my own silly fault and we had a a photo shoot that was planned for later that day. 
Yeah. So I just, I actually honestly just asked the the girl at the Santa Barbara Beach and Golf Resort. I just asked her if she would snap a photo of us in the same spot that we were in last year. Because when we went there last year, we were like in the struggle of trying to conceive and having had just losses. And, you know, we were just, I mean, we were renewing our vows and we were recommitting to each other. So it was a really beautiful time, but it was also a difficult time just because we were trying so hard to build our family and it just wasn't happening. And so this year I really wanted to like get in the same dress and Doug have the same clothes and we'll go in front of the same tree and just like enjoy the little baby boy inside inside me and just like have that memory like I really believe every single time you're going through a storm there's always going to be a rainbow at the end like I don't know I really believe that ever since I've lost Jonathan and then had Gracie and now you know after those other two losses now I have this little boy and I just really like to see that in like memories and you know in a photo and whatnot so anyways I asked the lady if she'll take a picture of us at sunset and (laughs) My eyes would not open. I am not kidding you. And I've already posted this on Instagram. So if you go back to my Instagram and you see the the one year later picture, you'll see it's not a close up of my eyes. And if you zoom into my eyes, you'll see there's like no makeup on them because I was literally snotting and crying and and not because, you know, I was so in love or so happy or anything of that sort. It was literally because I like made myself have an allergic reaction to, to sunscreen. So moral of that story is do not spray sunscreen all over your face. And for me, I will never do that to my daughter again. I like didn't ever want to like have to like force her down and like tackle her down to try to get the sunscreen on her face. So I would literally just spray it dumb like oh my goodness I just like I don't want to call myself dumb so I shouldn't say that I should say silly but it's just so silly of me like I could have like caused that to happen to my own daughter and that would have been terrible but needless to say I survived all I needed to do was like sleep it off and I was fine more embarrassed than anything and the next day was our last full day there and we went out on the town with the Curacao tourism board and if you have never been to tor- to Curacao or if you've never been able to s- swim with sea turtles highly 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 recommend this trip is not like a very expensive one and this was absolutely free to actually swim with these sea turtles like you just tip the guy who goes fishing and like feeds the turtles so for 10 Curacao dollars i don't remember what their money's called but we gave him $10, like a $10 tip. And he like fed the the turtles and they literally like, they swam all around us. It was so incredible. I mean, I feel like that's something that also just has to go on YouTube. So we're going to put, make a YouTube video of that on our hot marriage, cool parents, YouTube page, because you just have to see this. It is just, it's wild. Yeah. It is a true fishing village. Like it's just not sanctioned at all. There's just boats that come in from the morning. They get the fish they gut the fish, they uh, bring it to the weighing station, and there's just people from the village and from restaurants that just buy the local fish, and that's what gets cooked. But these people, they they just they bring the boats in. There's people that are snorkeling near the dock or the pier that's there, and it's almost like they have to watch out for the tourists that are swimming as the boat's coming in, and they're just dumping all of these fish guts all over the place. And the sea turtles, they just hang out there because they get fed and they get protected that way. Yeah. And these sea turtles are ginormous. But long story short, we had an incredible baby moon. If you are someone who is trying to get pregnant or if you are pregnant and you've thought maybe it's just silly to take a baby moon, I kind of always thought it was not silly, but just an excuse to go on vacation. Well, yeah, it is just an excuse to go on vacation. And yes, it was super sad to leave our daughter. Like I've never missed her more. 
but it was so important for us to like just kind of reconnect and spend quality time with each other just the two of us with no agenda and then to just lay on the beach and just sit there and feel my baby move inside me it was honestly the best vacation ever but now we're back to the real world and we're gonna I'm gonna be heading off to LA soon to shoot unfiltered this weekend for those of you guys who are watching Married at First Sight let us know in the in the review section First of all, we would love your five-star review. We absolutely love it. You know that. But um, let us know if you guys want us to recap Married at First Sight because we would absolutely love to do that. And because we watch it each week. Yeah, we, but we we actually watch it when Couples Couch couples is on couch. because it's so <laughs> funny. I don't know if you've heard of Couples Couch, but it's essentially like us and a couple other still married couples from Married at First Sight. And we essentially just sit and judge like everybody else at home. It's kind of sad because once upon a time, someone sat and judged me and I didn't like it. But uh, we try to be nice about it as much as best as we can. But sometimes you're just like, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we that's what we watch that on Thursdays. They kind of recap Married at First Sight on Lifetime. And we love watching it because it's just so funny to, to see what the other couples are saying and then to to hear our own commentary, too. It's just so funny. But um, before I head off to the airport, I wanted to also talk about this new app. So I downloaded this workout app and it is honestly the absolute best way to, for me anyways, to have a personal trainer, because I got to be honest, I've told you guys before, like I, I want to work out for mental health. It's so important to me, but I don't want to go to the gym. I would love a personal trainer, but I don't want to have to actually see him or her every day or every other day. So what Future does is it pairs you up with one of their world-class trainers, and then they coach you and create this personalized workout plan that's tailored specifically to you and your schedule. I mean, no joke, this coach that I have, his name is Paul. He'll just text me through the app, you know, you're just like, hey, is today a good day for the workout? Oh, how'd your workout go? I mean, it's unbelievable. And also, if oh, what are you wearing while you work out and blah, blah, blah. No, he never asks me what I'm wearing while I work out. I was saying to Doug, though, because I was doing the, the workouts while I was in Curacao, too. It was awesome because... Like I said, it's it's done on your watch and the way you want to do it. So he, one of the schedules that he had planned for me was just a long walk for 30 minutes. And it was supposed to be on a treadmill because obviously back home, it's freezing here and I wouldn't be outside. But because I was at the beach, I just said, hey, I'm going to do it at the beach. He was like, oh, that's great. So I literally walked the beach for 35 minutes. It was actually I ended up doing 40 minutes because I lost track of time and just loved it. They really help you by tracking it via your Apple Watch as well. So they check in with you daily to keep you on track. They send texts, they make adjustments to your routines, and they follow your progress that's logged on your Apple Watch. And if you don't have an Apple Watch, this is the best part. When you sign up to train with Future, they send you an Apple Watch. No joke. They send you literally everything you need. So it is so amazing. And it's also less expensive than if you were to go to the gym and hire a trainer. So it's just super flexible. It's less expensive. You're going to get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals and you can take your trainer with you wherever you go. So if you travel a lot, you can literally do your workouts. I did them in Curacao, do them at home. Like it's it's amazing. They really are like tailored to like help you succeed and, and meet your fitness goal. So if you want, you can sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com slash HMCP and get 50% off your first month. That's tryfuture.com slash HMCP for 50% off your first month. Just go to tryfuture.com slash HMCP. And like I said, I mean, you get an Apple Watch out of it. They don't give it to you. They let you rent it while you're while you're using their app. But um, I mean, as long as you're using it, you get an Apple Watch. So essentially, you get yourself an Apple Watch until you cancel your subscription 
but if you never do then you have an apple watch the other thing that you know we've talked about before and we literally brought on our trip with us because they're so good they're the best travel snack they're the best like after school snack they're the best snack period it's the best tasting protein bar that i've ever had in my life and i can eat them as a dessert or a snack it's that good it's completely healthy it has over 22 superfoods for the adult bar they have perfect kids bar which is just amazing because it has over eight superfoods but it's everything that you would want in a bar that's natural and healthy and it's good enough that it needs to be in a refrigerator but it could also last outside of a refrigerator for a week yeah they really are genuinely that good so they're like fresh from the fridge type snacks they're made with organic peanut butter and like Doug said there's eight organic superfoods for the kids's bar but there's more than 20 for the adults bar they have eight grams of whole food protein my favorite is the chocolate chip uh one but there's also peanut butter that's kind of like my other favorite i don't know if you can have two favorites but they have a ton of different flavors super convenient henley loves them and i feel good as a parent letting henley have them because it's all good food yeah they're organic they're non-gmo project verified they're gluten-free soy-free kosher and they have a low gi so that they're not going to spike your blood sugar up for your kiddo so yeah we like pretty much every time i pick her up from school i have a perfect bar in my bag just because she's always hungry when i pick her up from school so i'll just give her the perfect bar it doesn't make a huge mess in the back so right now perfect bar is offering you 15 percent off your online order you just go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP 15. You can shop the refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash HMCP 15 today to get 15% off your order and be ready this season with the perfect kids. I don't know if it makes my kid perfect, but I mean, at least she's eating perfectly. So go to perfectbar.com slash HMCP 15 to stock up and save 15%. All right, Doug, I think it's time we bring our guest today. She was your best friend growing up from high school and She's now like one of my closest friends. I've, I've stolen her from you. Her name's Karen Anderson. <laughs> she will always have a special place in my heart. I mean, I've been friends with her since grade school. She lived around the corner from me. And she's just been part of the girl and guy group that I grew up with. Super knowledgeable about pop culture. And so up to date with current events. And after listening to and editing the interview that you had with her, I think that she should be our unofficial expert on the royal family, on pop culture, and on current TV shows and documentaries. I think she should have her own Karen's Corner on the podcast. (laughs) We have never offered her that. I don't know if she even wants that, but she really does know all. I mean, I never know half the news that she knows. I mean, somehow this girl knows everything about everything. And I'm clueless when it comes to the whole thing with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry stepping away from their duties. But if you're you're clueless as well, don't worry. Karen is going to fill us both in on why we should know about it and why it's like such a big deal. Like it's actually genuinely a real big deal. So let's get Karen on. All right. So we have our very, very good friend Karen on. And I say we as if Doug's here, but he isn't able to be here on this uh, interview with me, but I am so excited. So our good friend Karen Anderson, she is a huge podcast junkie. She like tells me like what's up in the podcast world, actually like pop culture, everything world. And fun fact about Miss Karen Anderson, she was nine months pregnant at our wedding. So there were a total of 50 guests at our original Married at First Sight wedding. And Karen was one of them. 
about ready to pop and have her baby, but she still showed up. That's kind of a friend she is. So Karen, welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Thanks so much. I'm so excited. So the other day, just to like fill everyone in who's listening, you had texted me and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe what's going on with the royal family. And I was like, what's going on with the royal family? I have no idea. (laughs) And you're like, what? You don't know? I'm like, please fill me in. Like, this is where I get all my pop culture news. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what's going on with the royal family, can you fill us all in? Yeah, I can. But it's so funny, too, because I think it initially started with me being like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited about this news because I feel like if The Crown does season eight, Meghan Markle can, like, play herself now. And yeah, you're like, what's The Crown? And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. Like, no way you have to watch this show. So, like, I, I'm assuming most of your listeners know what The Crown is. But for those who do not, it's this amazing Netflix show that's so compelling. And it just really follows the life of QE2, of Queen Elizabeth. Sorry, I talk in acronyms sometimes. I guess so. <laughs> and it just, it, it covers the royal family and all the drama. And it's so compelling and well acted and amazing. So, you know what, if you haven't seen it, you should have turned it on yesterday. So Jamie, get on that. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, well, Married at First Sight was on yesterday. So, you know, that's what I had to oh, do. Oh, well, priorities. I know, right? But you know, <laughs> so, so tell me about, so obviously I instantly kind of Googled, I'm like, what's going on with what they call her, the Duchess Meghan Markle, right? She is the Duchess of Sussex for, well, right now at least. And it would be something if they gave up their titles, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So Megan is the Duchess of Sussex because she is married to the Duke of Sussex, who is Harry. And they made a huge announcement January 8th, and they are stepping down as senior royals. Give what does that idea. even mean? <laughs> yeah, okay, like so, fill me in. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so the senior royals are immediate family to essentially Queen Elizabeth. So It would be Queen Elizabeth, obviously, and her husband, Philip, who is the Duke of Edinburgh. Then you would have, obviously, Prince of Wales, Charles, and his wife, the Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla Parker Bowles. And then, of course, the heir to Charles, who is, um, as we know, Prince William. We probably all swooned over him growing up because he's our age. Uh, The Duchess of Cambridge, his wife, Kate Middleton, their children, and then, of course, you have um, Harry and Meghan. We'll probably call them H&M throughout the pod. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. So those are the senior royals. And basically, if you're a senior royal, your patronage is for the queen. You go out and sort of do the monarchy's work. You know, obviously, they get taxpayer funds to do some of the things. So they're very public, not political the public um, entity in Britain, and and forgive me for any of your British listeners, clearly I am not from the (laughs) UK, but I just love it so much and I'm just into it. So if I do get anything wrong, I do apologize. It's so interesting to me that, and this is probably going to sound very naive, but it is so interesting to me that there really is, you know, a king and a queen and a prince and a princess still going on in this world. And one thing that I saw when I was researching, what, because like when you told me, I was like, okay, well, I got to figure out what's going on. And a couple of the things that people were pointing out was like, A, it may or may not be that big of a deal because they're not directly, like they're not like Prince William and Kate Middleton, right? Like they're not going to gain the throne one day. Yeah, like he's so far down the totem pole Mm -hmm. that I hate to say that and I all respect to them, but like he's so far down the totem pole that like 
it's not like he's going to be, it's not like they're like jeopardizing their country by stepping out. And then the other thing that some people were saying was they're keeping one foot in the door. It's not like they're completely like eliminating it. And some people actually don't like that because they're like, well, you're, so you're going to take the tax dollars, but yet you don't want to do the work. So well, fill me in on your perspective of that. That's actually really interesting that you say that because yes, you're 1000% right. Like Harry has had the benefit of be- being the spared of the heir. And at this point now he's like sixth in line and that he'll only further drop as Prince William's children grow and have children of their own. So it's not, there's no implication to the crown really at all. But for me, I, the taxpayer funds and whatnot, part of their statement was that they're going to start to be financially independent. So this statement is truly, truly like unprecedented because for example, when I was reading up on things, this royal expert, his name is Richard Fitzwilliams. He said that the announcement rumored to be without the queen's blessing, which is huge because if any of you who watch the crown know the queen's blessing is everything and i know it was back in the day when princess margaret was trying to marry captain townsend and he was a divorced person and so the queen would not give her blessing to princess wow and that led her to end up eventually marrying lord snowden and that was a completely volatile but either way just you know rest in peace Princess Margaret, but like, just ask her how big of a deal it is to like, you gotta have the queen's blessing. So this announcement is rumored to be without the queen's blessing. And this guy, Fitzwilliam said that it's extraordinary and symptomatic of their unhappiness with royal roles, feeling deeply pressurized and that the results of this going rogue could have serious consequences. Like what though? Like jail time? What those consequences might be. But it's a big deal that they are kind of no longer doing the bidding. And I'll get to this, but in my opinion and a lot of other talking heads opinions, this is a big middle finger to the British tabloid press and the British press just in general because they've been treated so harshly by them. Wait, so, okay, I heard about that, too, that they've been treated (laughs) so harshly by them. Like, how are they treated harshly by them? I feel like everybody loves them. Seriously. In America. Oh, but what's wrong? Right? With, okay. Why not so, in, I mean, in Britain? You don't have to look much further than Twitter, specifically Piers Morgan, to see the disdain that people have had for them as a couple, but particularly Meghan. Why? At, at the very onset of their relationship, Prince Harry, and this was crazy too, he issued a statement to the press basically saying like these comment pieces are disgusting. They have racial undertones. They're incredibly sexist and I won't stand for it pretty much. And Queen Elizabeth's like mantra is like, never complain, never explain. Like you don't do that. So it's a big deal. And like Harry and Meghan also said on the website that they will no longer work with the Royal Rota. And for those of you who don't know what the Royal Rota is, it's essentially like a really well-established deal with the British press that they will alternate access to these senior royals. And they are the only ones who get these access, they get these like ringside seats and get to cover the royal family. So Harry and Meghan, the progressive kids that they are, and I say kids like, and obviously they're not children, but you know, the progressives that they are have said, instead of dealing with the royal rota, they will only invite up and coming young grassroots media to their event, which is again, an enormous F you to the British press. Like their disdain for the press is so clear in this moment. And you, you have to empathize, or at least I do. I I shouldn't say anybody has to do anything. You don't, because for whatever reason, the British media feels that because taxpayer funds pay for a lot of what the Royal family does, that they own them. 
and yeah. they can feel that they can do whatever they want. And like, Jamie, for you, like you decided to go on married, married at first sight. You didn't know the show would be a success or what would come of it. But I would say now you and Doug are both very, you're known people. You're, you have an element of fame. You have a million followers and all this, like just because you knew what you were getting into in terms of married at first sight and maybe like people would see it. Like, I don't think that gives anybody the right to just like attack you. Agreed. Like you're a human being. You might yeah. be one in the public eye, but you're still a human. And not for nothing, like, but like I got to choose to go on Married at First Sight and have it documented for the world to see. But Prince <laughs> Prince Harry was born into it. He didn't get to choose. And as for Meghan Markle, like, well, she just you can't help who you fall in love with, you know. Well, so that's the thing. She falls in love and, and all of a sudden it's fair game to just hack her at I mean, they're suing the British press because they published a, a letter, she a private letter she wrote to her father. First of all, that's illegal because it's her like intellectual property. But second of all, like, really, guys? Yeah. What did that get for you? Like a couple clickbaits? Like it's yeah. So I, I empathize with them to an extent. I mean, I know they're rich and like they have everything they could ever want, but still, I mean, they're people. So I want to know how it affects uh, William and Kate, Prince William and Kate, because. I also read that it was her birthday, like the day after they decided to step down. And I read from some, like probably like, I don't know, people or Us Weekly or something. They were saying that a close source stated that Kate Milton was blindsided by it, which everybody, I guess, at this point knows that they were all blindsided. But she was blindsided and it sounded like they're upset with Prince William and Meghan Markle because they're leaving the duties to be to them. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. From the things that I've heard, yes, the day after was Kate Middleton's birthday, January 9th. And the rumor is that everybody in the royal family was blindsided. And uh, specifically William and Prince Charles. I, I read an article that said they were, I wish I could source it. I have, I'm sorry. It might have been the Atlantic. I'm not sure. But they were incandescent with rage was the headline. And And so, but that goes back to, doing something without the queen's blessing. They couldn't have known because the queen hadn't okayed it. But yeah. I also did read that she, because it was Kate's birthday, they were all getting together anyway. And they were going to like talk about it because if you saw after they released their statement saying that they were stepping down in that capacity, the queen well, Buckingham palace issued a statement being like pretty much like, um, this is still in early stages. This is a complicated issue. Like we'll get back to you kind of thing. But if, there has been a rumor of a, a rift. It started out in the press. People were saying that Meghan and Kate didn't get along. Yeah. That's not true. The rift is between William and Harry. And the oh. rumor is that it's... Let me give you a little timeline. So they announced their engagement in November of 2017. And actually, the Irish Times did a, a really like succinct, amazing timeline. Um, okay, wait, wait, one on, second. Which one? Megan, Megan Markle and, Meghan and Prince Harry. Harry? Okay, yeah. Megan and Harry. So they announced their engagement in November of 2017, but it's been reported that prior to that, Prince William cautioned Harry that he's moving too fast with Megan. And apparently it really ruffled Harry's feathers and he was really hurt by it. And that started like that kind of born the rift. So and Harry just sounds like a little rebel, a little rebel brother that's just like trying to, I mean, not that she's because of course, Meghan Markle, she's so classy and so respectable mm -hmm. and beautiful and deserves to be, you know, royalty and on all 
know, shapes and forms. But like, it just seems like Harry sounds like just such a little rebel, like trying to just do it without the Queen's blessing. And, you know, his brother's like, slow down a little bit. And he just goes ahead and proposes anyways. That's probably partly it. I mean, like Harry, if you remember back in the day, is like, the one who was like partying and partying Vegas, yeah had nude photos like the swastika thing like he definitely like has the advantage of not being the heir. like he could have a little fun he could be a little less serious but so in this situation i feel like you know i look at william cautioning harry well that's kind of a joke to me because you strung kate or not you but prince william strung kate middleton along if you remember for 10 years I mean, the British press, even at that point, were being awful to Kate, calling her weighty Katie. So, okay, Prince Williams, like maybe 10 years is a little bit too long. Maybe a year is a little too fast to you. But like, right. a lot of people get engaged after a year. Like, get over yeah. yourself. Yeah. So, 100%. I don't know. Clearly, I'm team H&M. But yeah. <laughs> they announced their engagement. They get married. You know, October, they announced the pregnancy. She's accused by the press of touching her stomach too much, that she's virtue signaling. Virtue what? Virtue signaling. Yeah, what's that? From what I understand, it's basically that you're so much better. And like by holding her stomach, she's showing you like how she's like so motherly and matronly and like so pious. Like it's stupid. I don't know. I mean, I hold my stomach all the time. Sometimes it's because there's a baby in there. Sometimes I have bad gas. I mean, who knows? I mean, I just but it think does not I, mean she's trying to be some sort of way. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. As a mother of two, been pregnant twice. First of all, it's like an armrest. Okay. Like, it's just yeah, right. And why not? <laughs> yeah. And, and when you feel your baby move, like you can't, you're instantly, your hand goes to your stomach. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on down there where you have. Baby yeah, like, exactly. And honestly, it's just like, what's it there for if not to like kind of like cradle whatever. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one for sure. Oh, my God. But like that's like another example of how ridiculous the media is with her. So Harry and Meghan then decide in March of 2019 to break from Kensington Palace. Kensington Palace was always William, Kate and Harry. When they got married and like kind of settled in, they decided to break off from Kensington Palace, move away from the city, go to Frogmore Cottage and start their own kind of house which egged on the whole like ooh, there's a rift there's this there's that and so archie was born in may 2019 that's and so, prince harry's and megan's son right correct okay. and so you could sort of see the signs of distance like from the monarchy at that point because they didn't give him a title and he's entitled to a title as the duke and duchess's son but they oh. didn't give him one they didn't give him a your royal highness they didn't give him like Whatever comes after a duke, I should know this. I don't. They just called him Master Archie Harrison of Sussex or whatever. Mm. So that was kind of like a little bit of a sign there. And then in June of 2019, they broke off from their combined charity that they shared with Will and Kate. And incidentally, and this is totally a rumor, friends of Jamie and Doug, totally a rumor. <laughs> it's been reported on, but not confirmed. At about this time... There was a rumor that Prince William cheated on Kate with Rose Hanbury. And given Charles' infidelity with their mother, Diana, Harry was apparently none too pleased, and it further exacerbated the rift. And again, total conjecture, total rumor. This is not fact, but it has been reported on. But it was more conjecture for the rift. Interesting. So so if Queen Elizabeth dies, God, you know, God, God hopefully she doesn't, you know, of course, mm. but... 
if, oh, I mean, everyone's going to die one day. And so when she does die eventually, and <laughs> this is a terrible way to, I don't know how to say this politely, but okay. So what, what I'm trying to ask is who takes the throne next? Is it, pr- or is it Prince Charles is what they call the dad? Yes. It's Prince yeah. Charles, the Prince of Wales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Prince Charles would be next in line. And then if he was to go, then it's Prince William, right? Then it's William. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then William's it's son. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. And then Charlotte and then Louis. So, it, oh wait, you know, Charlotte that, would would Charlotte be before she would uh, yeah right before Archer she was born they or Archie passed the law yeah oh right before gosh. she was born they changed the law that said um any gender of an heir oh my god that's amazing I mean that's Super awesome exciting. yeah I mean she's <laughs> women's right very unlikely that it'll be her but you know who knows with them stepping back it's it's unprecedented in like. I guess this day and age, but like, let's not forget Prince Philip stepped back from his duties, obviously, I think, because he's old and like his health. But Prince Edward, who would be Queen Elizabeth's uncle, he abdicated the throne because he wanted to marry an American divorcee, Wallace Simpson. And back in that day, that was just an absolutely never happening dude. Like, yeah. And so he like left his throne and which is why King George then ended up becoming king. He died young and and he gave us Queen Elizabeth. And that's why we are where we are today. And incidentally, we also got the movie The King's Speech. <laughs> so <laughs> You really know about your the royal family. <laughs> God, I like, love them. And also The Crown. Again, girl, go watch that. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch it. I'm going to have to try. But like, I'm not into... I'm into that. But the whole point of the whole entire conversation was that we may or may not see... Because Meghan Markle's an actress. That's, that's, what, that's what she was, right? Before she yeah. became a royal. So we may or may not see, could you imagine Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, like, they, and they want to be financially independent. They're just going to be like the stars of the next episode or the next season of The Crown. <laughs> well, I, could, I don't think Prince, that's up Prince Harry's alley. But it's funny, too, that you say that, though, because Trevor Noah is like dying to see her become a real housewife of, a housewife of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Oh, wait, would they live in, have they lived in L.A. previously? Well, she lives in L.A. for oh, a Oh, well, bit, that makes I sense, think. yeah. And she was in Toronto when she was shooting Suits. I think, but her mother, I think, is in L.A. Yeah, and she seems to be close with her mom, right? I think very close, yes. And then I know that, of course, there's like a rift between, I think everybody under the sun knows that Megan and her dad are, they have some sort of issue. I don't know what, but. Yeah, well, it, it seemed like they didn't have an issue. And then the whole thing with him, like, faking those photos. Again, British media making a problem where there wasn't one and then causing the royal family embarrassment. And then there was a rift with them. And then the stepsister got involved and she's just, I'm sorry. I, I don't know you, Samantha Markle, but girl talk space I hear is amazing. Maybe try it out. <laughs> and they're going to be a sponsor of the next episode of hot marriage. Oh Today. my God. <laughs> it's like no, your no. free ad. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, uh, that's so interesting. So I guess like all to be determined, right. Of like what happened. Yeah, next. definitely. The funny thing was the creator, I guess, of the crown had said that he, he'd probably end after season six. Cause he wouldn't want to get too close to like what's happening currently because like he feels you need time to like understand the impact of whatever the roles were. And like, if he wrote about it in the current day, it'd be like too journalistic. Yeah. It's like that saying it could never be more appropriate than this, but like too soon, too soon. Like, like for for so many more reasons than just one. (laughs) Pretty much. So I think Meghan Markle winning an Emmy for playing herself in the crown, which is what I was pretty pumped about is a pipe dream, but you know, you never know. <laughs> never say you, never, right? You never know. But could you imagine like Meghan Markle like becoming like a TV star like 
I don't know. Well, and she already she was. But like now that she kind of stepped away from that career to go be like royal, I guess. And that like I'm always like, what what do they do? Like I don't mean that. Like I'm sure they do they work do a hard. A ton of charity work. I'm sure they work super duper hard and they are really, really helpful. But I always do wonder like what do they do throughout the day? You know, like other than I mean they wear like designer clothes, diamonds, galore. And they, well, yeah, hug. they have the queen's um, jewels at their behest. Yeah, this is it's just like so crazy. It reminds me of what was that show as a child? Not uh, Robin Hood, you know? I don't know. It's the like, movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like Robin Hood, like the cartoon. I don't know. Didn't Robin Hood like steal from the rich yeah. to pay the poor? Oh, I don't know. Is that? Well, I was I thinking, thinking like Robin Hood. Maybe when we were little. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking know. of like some queen type movie with like the jewels and. I don't know. Anyways, Princess Diaries? No, because that wasn't a cartoon, was it? No. Oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't Um, on the same page there. Yeah. I I don't know. That's definitely going to be cut. I don't have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on and giving me, like, the inside scoop of what's going on in the world. Anything else I should know about? Anytime. I mean, what's going on in the world? Oh, that's another story for another day, my friend. I know, like pop culture, not like <laughs> politics or. Uh, well, mean, the Oscars are going hostless again. Wait, what? When does one? Yeah, what? so no host again for the Oscars. Why is there like a reason they're doing that? Well, last year, remember Kevin Hart was supposed to host, and then he made. I want to say it was like a re. Oh no, it was like a um a homophobic comment on Twitter that like got on Earth. He like made it like long before. So the Oscars basically was like apologize for it, and he's like, I already have apologized for it. I made it like ten years ago. And they were like, we well, have to apologize or we, we got to drop you. And he was like, then drop me. I guess I can't. So and it was kind of like last minute, like a couple months before the actual program aired. And so they just went hostless. Like they just had presenters pretty much and people that introduce in memoriam or whatever. And so they're doing that again this year. I'm personally a big fan of hosts and I think every host deserves their job. So I'm not in favor of this. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know, but well, the Golden Globes still had a host, obviously, Ricky Gervais. When I was younger, I used to watch all these shows and I would have so much fun. I would make like little snacks with my sisters and that was like Mm -hmm. our thing. We'd watch the shows. I don't watch any of it anymore. Like none of it. Oh my God, I live for it. (laughs) So, okay. If you were to say like, what's like your number one best, the best movie and the best show of 2019? That's a good question. I I have to preface this by saying that I haven't seen a lot of the big ones because I'm a mom of two and it's hard to get to the movies. I feel um, like you've seen and heard of everything. <laughs> I've probably heard of it. Like I've heard of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I didn't, I didn't get to see it. I mean, I still haven't seen Bombshell. I'm like dying to see that. I know, me um, too, actually. I've heard of that I one just today. I did get to see The Little Women and I loved, loved, loved it. My favorite TV show probably of 2019 that is new or like in contention for these awards. I'd go with The Crown or Ozark. Ozark's fantastic. Oh my God, no. Well, I, th- those are dramas. But if you're going to go com- comedy, oh, my God, the, um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I heard that a lot of people say that they like that. I have not. Honestly, you're the first person to mention The Crown, though. I have not heard of The Crown before. Is that like a popular one? So popular. Honestly, the thing that's Olivia, Olivia Coleman, who plays the queen in season three, she just won the Golden Globe. But the thing that's so amazing about The Crown is I think it's so well acted. And for the first two seasons, there was a completely different cast following the years and like the characters truly getting older in the years, they completely recast for season three and four. Wow. So like what show in your right mind could you ever like think would still be amazing after a complete 
rehaul of the cast. Yeah, none, no. Right? Like, yeah. in my memory, it's never happened. And it yeah. didn't lose a beat. It's amazing. And it's like, it's a show that like ticks every Jeopardy box, right? Like, it's pop culture, it's history, it's British. So it's foreign. It's just got everything and it's compelling. And, the, and it's not salacious because these things actually happen. Like, it's historically accurate. It is historically accurate. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes me want to watch it more than because that's the thing is I'm not into scripted so much because I'm like, it's just like, I know I'm watching fantasy world. Like, I mean, no matter what it is, if it's scripted, it's like someone's from someone's mind. Whereas like, I love documentaries because I'm like, oh my God, this really happened. Like, or like real footage. You know, my true love is documentaries. My true crime documentary passion. Same. Same, like, same. But the crown is scripted, but it's factually scripted, accurate. Which makes which makes it better than just scripted, in my opinion. I mean, I also love Grey's Anatomy, and that's obviously scripted and just phenomenal in every way, yeah. shape, form. True crime documentary is like my thing. Like, Oh, same. Did you listen to Don't F With Cats? I don't know if we can curse. Did you watch that? No. Wait, what's it called? Oh, my God. Jamie. Oh, tell me the new ones, because I haven't been watching for a hot minute because I've just been all over the place. But tell me the new ones, because we're going on a, a baby moon. So, uh, um, yeah. So tell me the ones I should be watching and, like, downloading right. prior to the flights and stuff. It's called Don't F with Cats. Okay. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's about these, like, kind of armchair internet sleuths. Basically, apparently on, like, the dark web or the interwebs or whatever kind of webs there are, there's like one rule and it's that you don't F with cats. Like everybody loves a kitten. Everybody loves these baby, little gorgeous baby cats. And so there was this guy who posted a video. They don't show it in full. They have a narrator kind of like describe it to you. Uh-huh. What happens to these cats? And it just like enraged a bunch of these internet people. And they just really just started to be like armchair detectives to try to find this guy who was like torturing these animals who eventually then escalates to murdering a person. And so you follow the story of like how they found him, like how they figured out like who he was and how they like helped the police investigate this guy. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's tremendous. That sounds really good. Okay. Tell me another one. Is there any other good ones? Any of the Ted Bundy ones are super good. Like the confession tapes. Yeah. Phenomenal. But again, not new. I'm trying, I feel like there was definitely a newer one and I'm it's, it's escaping me right now. I don't know. I'll go research. Yeah. 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 I I, I put you on the spot for that one. (laughs) Yeah. We should be talking true crime together because that, that, that's something we're both into. (laughs) Totally. But I needed to, I needed like the fill on pop culture. Cause even like anything pop culture, like, this is a whole different podcast for a different day, but like the women's soccer team and, and like, you know, the <gasps> oh right. I would come back in a heartbeat for the women's yeah. soccer team. We'll have to do it when it's like a bit more relevant, like when it's soccer season or yeah, whatever. Well, Olympics in July. There we go. That'll be perfect. Yeah. And making so sure we'll wait like till they, they make the final roster, which is going to be a tough one. Cause you can only take 18. Unlike the world cup where you can take 23. So there's going to be some serious cuts. So <laughs> you're so funny oh well thank you so much for coming on the podcast karen you are always a breath of fresh air i absolutely love hanging out with you <laughs> anytime i love hanging out with you too thank you so much for having me all right have Mama. a great time on your baby moon thank you i will we will we'll talk to you soon well i'll see you when we get back all right love you girl all right, love you too bye bye